Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Save the tagline. Cash back like a pro. With Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Straight Fire for Wednesday, January 13th. Big Tuesday night in the NBA. We're going to touch on some off-court stuff in a second. Ah, you got to love Kanye Irving. That's his new nickname, Kyrie Irving, going batshit crazy already, folks. Seriously, it's early to mid-January, and he's off the rails. We'll get to that shortly. I do want to tease an outstanding interview that's going to chew up the bulk of this podcast with a guy named David Baker. Um, you You probably don't know who he is, but this gentleman entered the two biggest NFL gambling contests in Vegas, the season-long ones. I entered one of them the last, like, five years. I've never cashed. Two out of the three years, I've come close to cashing. And I collapsed at the end both times. This guy finished second place in the big money one and won the other one. He won $800,000 gambling in two NFL contests. He's going to talk about it. It's really interesting stuff. He's a poker player. He's just a smart guy. Good insights on the NFL. We disagree on a pick this weekend for the divisional. I think you guys will love the interview. But before we get to that, as always, subscribe, rate, and review, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Quickly, 
NBA on Tuesday night was eh, moderately interesting. You had Kevin Durant carrying the Nets with 34. Nets get a much-needed win. You had the Lakers crushing the Rockets. By the way, Rockets are playing awful. James Harden not really dialed in. Uh, Rockets look terrible right now. Interesting, Sixers heat went to overtime. The Sixers only had eight players. Ben Simmons played 32 minutes, took two shots. I don't know what that's about. And they combined to shoot 111 three-pointers in an NBA game. Final score was 137 to 134. Embiid had 45. Danny Green hit nine threes. And Tyler Hero had 34 for the Heat. Um, There's no defense happening in the NBA right now. It's kind of ugly to watch. I do want to quickly go two minutes on Kanye Irving. And, of course, by that I mean Kyrie Irving, who is officially lost it. Um, He's kind of missing in action right now, except we know where he is. He's just not with the Nets, and he's out partying. There were videos circulating on the Internet Tuesday of Kyrie Irving partying with his sister after he told the team, I needed to be away. I needed a personal day. One personal day has now turned into, I believe, three or four. He's missed three games. He's not expected back the rest of the week. Okay. Um, Kyrie Irving's officially losing his mind here. And I'm going to say this and nobody's going to like it. I'm sorry, but this is the truth. We saw James Harden at the beginning of the season say, you know what? I don't need to hang in the preseason. I'm going to go party with the baby. Um, And I'm not blaming James Harden. The guy that deserves blame for this is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard set the agenda for about the last three years in the NBA saying, I'm not doing back-to-backs. When I need a night off, I'm taking it. First, it was according to the injury. Then the next year, with no injury, he refused to do back-to-backs. He recently did one for the first time, I believe, in three or four years. But... Kawhi Leonard is to blame for this, okay? You can't tell the team, I'm not doing back-to-backs, I need rest, I need this, I need that, and then not take heat for it. So he emboldened James Harden to start pulling that junk at the beginning of the season, and now Kyrie Irving just vanished. He's like, ah, not telling the Nets. Uh, One of the players said he texted us that he needs some time off, uh, but he refused to give us his whereabouts. Like, this is where we are in the NBA, The players know that the regular season doesn't mean anything. The games are pretty laughable. Like, I'm not watching a ton of regular season NBA. Last year, I was locked into every Laker game, okay? LeBron chasing a title. You know, he had been injured with the Lakers the first year. That last year was his first real year. They had Anthony Davis. It was exciting. Now, it's like, okay, I'll check it out. Um, But coming off the football season for me, I'm trying to hang out with the fam a little bit. And... I got to be honest, NBA is going through a tough spell to start the season. You guys just saw the college football national championship game ratings were awful in the toilet. Worst in the playoff era. Like the game was crap. Nobody watched second half. Um, The ratings were abysmal. We saw the NBA finals ratings in the bubble. Abysmal. We saw the MLB World Series ratings. Terrible. This is a problem. This is a major problem in sports. The NFL is kind of flat. I mean, we'll see who we get in the Super Bowl. I don't expect it to be down, but right now the NBA's got a big problem, and this Kyrie thing needs to be addressed. Like, Adam Silver can't just let this go. Now, Steve Nash is in a crap spot. He's, as they say, up the poop river without a paddle. What do you do if you're Steve Nash, a first-time coach? You're going to throw the book at Kyrie Irving? Are you? you? You may risk losing him for a month. Who knows? 
I mean, the reality is, if I'm the Nets, I'm trying to ship him to Houston for James Harden. That's what I would do. Now, of course, Houston probably would try to reject that, saying, I don't know what I'm getting with Kyrie. The dude's walking around saging arenas, cleansing it of bad juju or whatever they want to call it. And now he's like, I need time off. And then he shows up partying with his sister for her birthday or something. I just don't get Kyrie Irving, guys. I'm a, Again, I maintained for the longest time that Odell Beckham was a normal dude. Then he made the catch and became a global sensation. He can't walk down the streets of Germany. People know him. They mob him. Odell Beckham's a huge deal. And then he got weird. Like, you know, celebrity can do that to you. Look at Justin Bieber, Britney Spears. We've seen all this stuff. Okay? Kyrie Irving hit that shot in Game 7 against the Warriors. They get the title. And, of course, the next year, Durant goes to the Warriors. They smoke the Cavs. Kyrie Irving asks for a trade. And he's never been the same. He just hasn't been the same guy. Went to Boston. Oh, I love it here. Love it in Boston. Love it. Uh, game seven. I'm not feeling good. I'm not going to even show up on the bench and cheer all my teammates in Eastern Conference Finals. Celtics, Cavs. You didn't even show up. LeBron and a bunch of dudes. I, I just don't get Kyrie Irving. I don't get what his deal is right now. It just doesn't make sense to me why he's acting like this. I don't think anyone can make sense of it. If you look back last year uh, at the bubble, remember he was injured and unable to go, and then he tried to not make it happen by raising hell and saying, I don't need this NBA. I don't know why the players are going. They shouldn't even go. And like, dude, what are you doing? And now this? I mean, he he is a nightmare already for the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, he's talented, but I would not want that headache if I were Steve Nash and Kevin Durant, that's for sure. All right, it's time. Let's welcome in our guest, David Baker, pro poker player and NFL gambler extraordinaire. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. 
Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who is on top of the gambling world right now. You guys know I always talk about the Super Contest and the Circa Contest. I've entered them. I've come close to finishing in the money twice. And that was, you know, exciting for me. This guy, (laughs) he just won the Super Contest and finished second in the Circa. David Baker. David, how are you? I'm great. Just uh, trying to come down from it all. Pretty pretty exciting last few weeks of the NFL season, obviously. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll get to your strategy. Obviously, everybody's taking notes. Uh, A lot of gamble. We do gambling and best bets on here. I've had highs. I've had lows. Uh, but I want to back up before we get to you winning. What's the exact number here? It looks like it was uh, $785,000. Is that what the tally was? Yeah. Yep. 785000 oh uh, this year in the contest. I should add. So you split it with a partner, right? Yes. Yes. And did, uh, first of all, are you married kids? Any of that stuff? Uh, I'm married and have a 17-year-old daughter and a oh, wow. uh, 17-year-old uh, stepdaughter and 25-year-old okay. son, actually. Wow. So do they know, uh, like about all this, have they followed it? The, tour, the, uh, the contest? Yeah, uh, not too much. I mean, I didn't want to get, you know, the 17 year old girls are more worried about graduating high school and, and going to college and all those things. And so, um, you know, 
it's it's still a pipe dream, even like with a week or two to go. But yeah, once we won, um, you know, I've I've showed my daughter some of the articles and some of the uh, you know the press and stuff that we've done, which is kind of cool, you know, for her to see dad out there. You know, yeah. uh, both won a lot of money. I told her her college is taken care of now, so wow. no needs to worry. So oh my good, so is now she gonna level up and say, I'm just gonna go to the most expensive school I can get into, Dad, since it's covered. Yeah, exactly. Now we're going to, we're looking at Yale and Harvard and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Not. Uh, let me ask, have you made any big purchases? Obviously, you know, silly question. Uh, any big ones since, uh, since the winning? No, um, my wife and I are moving to uh, Vegas this summer. So um, right now we're just, uh, you know, upgrading the upgrading the countertops now and, uh, and, and looking for the house. No, we're, uh, we're, we're in the process of looking for a home in, in Vegas. So, um, you know, we've been, we've been thinking about it for a while, but the last uh, month or so, you know, we, we knew that we were going to do it. So we just want to wait for these contests, figure out, you know, what type of house and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's really where it's all going to. And, uh, you know, I'm in the gambling world. So any extra money that I have really just goes back into, you know, more tickets, more gambling yes. tickets. So, <laughs> of course, uh, boy, I guess you're going to do some more gambling heading to Vegas. But let, let me start here. So, you said you're in the gambling world. You are a professional poker player. Um, I think my first trip to Vegas was uh, I was 21. You know, my mom was all excited. She's like, "Hey, you guys should go. You and your buddy should go to Vegas and gamble." And of course, and I got hooked. You know, um, I was heavily into it. But I'm not a professional poker player. I don't know any personally. How does one become a professional poker player. Did you, were your parents into gambling and numbers? Um, did it just happen organically? I can't wait to hear this story. Well, I mean, it, it I, I got the bug early. Um, my parents, when I was like 12, 13 years old, they were planning their, their first trip to Vegas. And uh, every night when my, my parents would come home from work, we would sit at the kitchen table and we would play blackjack and we would practice like the charts and, and stuff. So I just kind of got like the bug early of just the whole gambling world and Vegas and, and everything, you know, memorizing the chart, the, the blackjack chart and stuff. I mean, I'm not a blackjack player really, but um, it just kind of started the ball rolling. My dad took me to, you know, horse track and stuff. We went to the horse tracks and the dog tracks when, you know, I was younger a little bit. He wasn't a big gambler, but it was just something, you know, to do. And it was fun. And I caught the bug and then uh, I went out to Vegas, you know, um, early. And, I, you know, I played in the small poker games in the fraternity house and stuff in college. Mm -hmm. But then I, I, you know, I have a college degree. I have a finance degree from Auburn University. And uh, I went and got a real job. I worked for about 10 years and I would play a little poker on the side and I just started making, you know, decent money playing poker. And wait, sorry, let me interrupt Dave. Was this like with friends in the neighborhood or was this online? Um, I would go to the casino. I mean, I lived in Houston, Texas. And so I would okay. go to Lake Charles, which, uh, where a casino was legal. And then I would play in some back room back, uh, you know, back storefront games in Houston. I met a couple people in the, uh, on the, the river boats and, uh, in Louisiana and Mississippi. And I play a few times a week in, in Houston, but I still had a real job and, um, I was doing well in my real job and I was doing well in poker. And I just started making like decent money. I would take trips out to Vegas and I would, I would play, um, back that back at that time, the Mirage was the poker room of, of choice. Um, and I would go there and I would play and I'd enjoy it. And I'd start making a little bit more money. I'd start 
you know, spending a little bit less time on my work and leaving <laughs> a little early and going to the game a little early, playing until three in the morning. And wow. I just started really like enjoying it. And I really started to feel like I had a an innate act, a knack for it. And um, I was always just doing well. I was doing things different than everybody else. I kind of had my own way of viewing the game and I just started doing well. And so, you know, I told my wife at the time, we're currently divorced. I have a a second wife that I've been with for like 10 years. And, um, but my wife at the time, I told her, I said, look, um, I'm really feel like this poker could be something big for me. Um, give me six months. And if, you know, we can't, you know, pay the bills, then, you know, we'll get something else. And I would constantly fly out to, to either Vegas or LA, uh, mostly LA, LA was my poker home for most of my career. Um, I lived in Houston and I would fly back and forth to LA. Um, well, how did you, how did you get the invite to the LA poker game? Well, LA is uh, casinos, uh, very similar to Vegas, um, oh, but, okay. but they're just poker rooms with, they have some uh, house games too, some blackjack and stuff, but there are little different rules in California, but um, I, I would just go out there. I actually, uh, my job that I had at the time um we had a corporate headquarters in LA. So I went out there for like a few meetings and I would, and I would stay a couple of days longer and I would play <laughs> in the room and I just started to really enjoy it. And then I went home and I decided, you know, that, that this is what I wanted to try. So I would fly out to LA every other week. And, um, you know, I just treated it like an offshore, uh, job, you know, like, um, I lived in Houston where a lot of people worked in the oil industry and they would go offshore for seven to 14 days. And then they would come home and they would just, you know, spend seven, 14 days with their family. And that's what I did. I, you know, I would go, I would fly to LA. I would spend two weeks. I would work, you know, 16 hours a day playing, playing cards. Um, and then I would fly home and I would just have all the time, you know, with my wife and young daughter at the time. And then I would do it again. And I just started getting better and better. And um, then, you know, I started playing in World Series events. And, you know, I had a lot of success there. I cashed a lot of World Series events early in my career. And, um, you know, I just, I told, you know, like I said, I told my wife at the time, you know, if, if any six months we go by and we can't, you know, pay the bills, then, you know, I'll go back to work. I mean, I have a degree. I have a, you know, I had a nice resume at the time. And uh, I just never really went to that point. Yeah. And uh, then I just started doing really well in poker. I won a couple bracelets. I won a World Poker Tour event this year or last year. Um, and uh, just kind of went from there. I mean, sports gambling has always been like a passion and a hobby. Um, but I was never really that good at it. I mean, uh, the, the bookies around the country will attest that I never really beat them <laughs> out of anything. I was always a payer. So let me let me back up to uh, poker. One of the big things right now, like, you know, we're in a global pandemic and you've got a lot of kids don't know what they want to do. And people are becoming day traders and all this silly stuff. And there's this big divide, you know, do what you love or do what you're good at. It feels like poker was the perfect middle ground between you really love the numbers and the poker and you were pretty damn good at it, right? Yeah. I mean, poker definitely was just... It's kind of a calling. I mean, mm. I think, you know, I just, I just felt at home at the poker table and I never really took like, I mean, nowadays you can, if you want to get good at poker, you can get to a certain level. I mean, to get to the elite level takes, I think it takes that innate, 
you know, sense and, and just something special within you, but to get good, good enough to succeed. I mean, there's enough training tools out there. Um, there's a lot of online courses and there's a lot of things like that. When I came up, there really wasn't, I mean, mm. I learned, I learned myself. Um, I, I, you know, befriended people and we would discuss, you know, strategies and, and things, but I, I always kind of, you know, uh, sung to my own tune, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I, I kind of, I kind of learned out on the streets. And um, so it was just kind of a passion. I mean, I think you just kind of find in life, uh, you know, I'm a very competitive person. I played, you know, a lot of sports growing up, uh, you know, I was pretty good at golf and tennis and, uh, you know, I played baseball, you know, into high school and stuff. And, and, you know, I always wanted to play Wimbledon or the Masters or things like that. And you can't really do that. But in poker, <laughs> you know, you can pony up and, and you can sit with, you know, the best in the world at the World Series. And I can still remember my first World Series back when it was at the Horseshoe downtown, Binion's Horseshoe in, in Vegas. And, you know, just walking around the room for, you know, a couple of weeks at a you know, during the world series and sitting down and playing like a couple events and recognizing players and from TV and stuff. And, you know, uh, you know, a lot of your listeners might not, you know, realize that poker was even on TV back then. I mean, it was very, it was small. It was three o'clock in the morning on ESPN, but, but there were some tournaments and stuff that you could watch back then. And, um, you know, I just, I just fell in love with the game and I fell in love with everything about it. I met some really great people, um, you know, the gambling world, like every other aspect of the world, you can know people who are who are really good people and you can know people who are kind of scuzzy. I mean, every every discipline of life and every job has its bad apples in it. And, you know, I've come across it in the poker world, um, but a majority of the people that I met in this poker world are just they're great people. And um you know, a lot of them are similar to me. They're just trying to, you know, they found a passion and a love for for a game and that they could compete and uh, they support their family with it. So let me ask you this. You said a lot of scuzzy people. If you're consistently winning these backroom games, I'm sure eventually somebody tried to fight you or pull a gun or a knife. Any sketchy <laughs> moments that you can recall from Houston or L.A. or anything? No, I, you know, I, I play mostly in the legal in the legal rooms uh, in L.A. and, and Vegas. Um, you know, when I was playing the back rooms in Houston, it really wasn't. I mean, it was kind of just like a storefront where, you know, they had like a table or two. And, um, you know, we all became, you know, friends with the, like, the runners and stuff and the players. And um, luckily, I've avoided all that, you know, not that it's going to be. I mean, I still you know, after cashing out big, you know, I still watch my back getting in the elevator and things like that. But, you know, everything in this world has, has shady, has shady characters. I mean, Certainly. I mean, we're seeing it, we're seeing it now. And, uh, you know, the social media age where a lot of these people in different arenas could just, you know, be crappy people and just kind of get by in life. And now, you know, they're being exposed and fired and, uh, you know, doxxed and, and canceled. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's no different here. I mean, people used to, you know, when I was first getting into it, they would think like it was bad, but it's like, you know what, you have bad apples everywhere. They're bad lawyers. They're bad teachers. They're bad salesmen. They're bad car, car salesmen are bad mechanics. They're, they're bad everything. And, um, 
you know, you, you are who you surround yourself with. And, and, you know, I've been lucky. I've had, I have a great family and, um, I'm smart, you know, I have a, a college degree and, and I've put myself in a position to surround myself with the better people. And, and I'm pretty good judge of character. I mean, I've made mistakes and helped out some people who I shouldn't have in the past, but for the most part, I surround myself with, you know, good people and, um, you know, that's just like in every, any walk of life, you know, you surround yourself with good people. You you'll, you'll end up on the plus side. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM, let's create. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off, no dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian cocktail maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. 
Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. All right, so let's get to the contest now. Um, you, uh, There were three, I wrote it down here, 3,100 people in the Circa and 1,100 people in the Super Contest. You know, the buy-in, 1,500 for the uh, Super Contest. I'm just curious, have you entered these many times before? Um, no, my partner and I, we entered the Super Contest last year for the first time. And uh, Did you guys then, place at all or no? No, we, uh, we got close to the money, but... I think like by week 16 or something, we were pretty much eliminated, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we hung around for a while, but no, nothing, nothing really. Um, did you guys have a first mo- year- Oh, sorry. What? Last year. Did you guys have a model you were working off of or anything? N- not last year, not this year, nothing. Wow. Uh, we took okay. the same approach, you know, it's, uh, we took the same approach this year that we did last year, which is basically the day before the picks were due. My partner and I, Mark Greg Rich, we would, uh, we would get on a phone get on the phone or, you know, I would, uh, near the end of it, I started going out to Vegas a lot and, uh, you know, we would do it in person, but, um, for the most part, we would just get on the phone on Friday night and we would say, all right, what's the first game on the list. And we would say, and we, I would kind of give my rundown on what I thought was going to happen. And he would give his rundown on the game. And if we both loved it, then we would put that game on. And okay, if- wait, let me stop you there. So rundown on the game, like, I'm assuming you're a big NFL fan. I saw that you are yeah, a big Seahawks yeah. guy. So when you're saying rundown on the game, like the game script or the market and how it moved throughout the week or both? Kind of everything. And uh, okay. I'm not I'm not a Seahawks guy. My partner was a Seahawks oh, guy. Oh, partner. Okay, sorry. So, um, yeah, I mean, we would just basically just talk about the game and, and just what we thought would happen. And, and uh, if we thought the markets were fair or if, uh, you know, we thought one side was being undervalued or overvalued. I mean, early in the year, we got off to a really good start in these. And part of that, those winnings that you talk about was um, these contests have quarterly prizes yeah. and we won the first quarter um, on the super contest when we came in second and circa. So we got off to a really good start. I think we really had a good feel for, um, you know, we talked before the season and we kind of had a good feel for um, where we thought some teams were overvalued and undervalued by the market just in general. And also just how the NFL was going to play out without fans, uh, without COVID, I mean, with COVID. And so, uh, you know, early on, we we really um, added some value to the good quarterback, especially on the road. Uh, I think we were, it seems pretty obvious now because it's been a big talking point the last couple months, but early on, nobody really thought about this and we did. And, and, and just the fact that with no crowd in the, in the stands, the smart, good quarterbacks can read the defense and they don't have to worry about how to communicate Mm -hmm. to the tackle, the tight end, the receiver, the running back, you know, that they were going to change the player, that they were just going to mend it a little, or, or there was a hot read or something like that. And you know, when you have a road game, all it takes is just one miscommunication where, you know, you tell the receiver to cut the route and he's still running a fly and uh, and, and it's a pick six going the other way. You know, and, and in this time where there's no crowds like the Russ Wilsons and the, and the, the Rodgers and, um, you know, whatever, just the, the better quarterbacks yeah. in the league could really – feast on reading defenses um 
so we hit that. We also were very uh, above um, the market on a couple of teams. Uh, we really saw that Indy had a very strong um, uh, offense and defensive line. So we were on them very early um, when most of the market was still looking at them as, you know, Philip River, old, old Philip mm-hmm. Rivers, old T.Y. Hilton and those guys. We we thought that, you know, their line play and their defense could overcompensate for the lack of um, aggressive playmakers they had. So we, we were on them early when they got off to a really good start. Obviously, they lost the first game. We weren't on them yeah. then, but the rest of the time. Um, we were very early on on Philadelphia, and the Jets were, were very bad teams. Yeah. Um, we, we destroyed betting against those two teams for the first, you know, 10 weeks of the season. I mean, I think our, our record was something like 27-4 and four, uh, across both cards when we picked against those two teams. Jeez. So, um, you know, that was a really good uh, – yeah, you know, insight let, that we had there. Let, let me ask you, you. You said you know during your Friday call you would see who's overvalued in the market. I'm curious how you guys quantified that. Were you watching TV shows, looking for narratives, and you know square plays or whatever they want to call them? Were you looking at ticket counts versus money counts? Were you? Uh, I'm not sure. How were? You, what was one of the ways you were doing that? I wish I could just, you know, tell you that we're some secret geniuses that like, you know, had the, this, these spreadsheets and for, we didn't really, we're right. two NFL fans that we love the game. You know, we read stuff online, we listen to podcasts, you know, um, but at the end of the day, we're just two NFL fans, you know, enjoying a glass of wine or a beer, discussing football, like, most of your listeners do out there. And one other thing, would you guys talk before Friday at all? Any emails, texts, anything? Um, we did a little bit, but we tried not to talk that much. Um, See, I that mean, is t- smart right there. Yeah. I, we, I could, I mean, because you know how much noise there is during the week. Yeah. And, and uh, first of all, like, you know, if, if we're talking on, on Wednesday and I tell him like, you know, I'm really high on the bills this week. I mean, blah, blah, blah. And then when he's looking at the game, he's just looking for confirmation bias and he's trying to find, you know, if you want to find uh, uh, information supporting your side, mm-hmm. you can always find it. Um, I mean, that's the thing about the spread is, I mean, you're really never more than like 55, 45, you know, even like with some news, you might get up to 60, 40 with some line movement and news. But in, at the end of it, you know, you basically, you know, it's 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 just the, the spread is designed to get action on both sides. So there's legitimate reasons why you can be on both sides. And the last thing that I want to do is taint his research mm-hmm. by, you know, telling him I'm really high on these teams or vice versa. Um, so we tried to not really talk. I mean, we're, we're really close. So, I mean, we talk a lot about life and, and about the games and, and things in the past and, um, you know, occasionally some opinions would, you know, squeak out there. And as it went on, I mean, we were pretty aware of who each other was going to like, I mean, you just kind of get into this, this set that, you know, we thought the giants were very undervalued for a majority of the season. And, uh, you know, I even tweeted out like they were I think they were one in four or one in five or something. And I said, you know, the Giants are the best team in the NFC East. I mean, really, I think if they didn't get like an injury, you know, at the at the end of the year, I mean, they were in contention to be there even when they were multiple games out. You know, we just saw that they were 
that that they had some value. So we were on them. We were pretty good about like uh, you know Baltimore had like basically three different teams. You know the the beginning team, the COVID <laughs> yeah. team, and then the yeah. after team. We were pretty Wait, good me, like kind of rolling with them. Let me go back to the Giants. Was it numbers that you saw with the Giants that were good when they were still one and five? Because if I recall, they got stomped by like the JV 49ers team at home. And a guy like me saw that. I think I was on the, the Giants that day. And I was like, this team's unplayable. Like, I, I think I watched that game and I was just distraught that I picked such a shit team. Yeah, I mean, that that every team has, uh, you know, a bad game or two. But that was probably yeah. theirs. I mean, they hung they hung tough with the Rams. Um, uh, yep. they, they played... Uh, you know, I just basically they were getting treated more like the Jags and the Jets mm. um, with the spread, but yet their defense was pretty strong. I mean, the thing about the the Giants is when you have James Bradbury locking down a corner um, the way that they did, and they've got they had a pretty good front seven. Mm-hmm. So when you can basically apply a little pressure to the to the quarterback, you can kind of bottle up the run a little bit. Um, you know, with the exception of the Niners game. Um, and you can cut off half the field with Bradbury. I mean, it's very hard to put up large numbers, but yet, you know, the Jets and the Jags were, you know, were having to, you know, we're getting, you know, seven to 14 points throughout the year, depending on, on how late it went in the season. The Giants were kind of being thrown in that same yeah. arena, but yet they were only giving up like 23 points a game and stuff. So I think, I thought Danny Dimes was a little underrated i mean he's wow. not a he's not a mvp candidate or anything but i thought that he was fine and you know i like ingram and uh you know slayton i went to auburn he's an auburn guy and, yes, and so i thought so. slayton was you know a little undervalued i mean he kind of fell off as the year went on but the offensive line was okay and they, they just had like a lot of little things that i kind of like yeah. and really it kind of also more stemmed from you know my extreme feelings on the Eagles. I mean, really there was, there, there's no team in the NFL that I had a strong opinion on than the Eagles. And, you know, basically from week one, we faded them. I think like week one, they were, they laid six to the football Washington. team and, yep. and, you know, we played Washington. We thought that they would win the game as the season went on. We continued to, you know, rail against Carson Wentz. I've been on the anti Carson Wentz train for three years. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and then like, you know, we had a pivotal game mid, like kind of week 12 or week 13 in the circuit contest where the Eagles were playing the giants and it was in New York. Oh, I remember the Eagles were, (laughs) yeah, the Eagles were three point favorites on the contest, but in real life, they got bet all the way up to like five and a half and we knew that the contest was going to be very, very heavy on the Eagles, that everybody was going to take Eagles because you don't really see two and a half point line moves. Um, you know, that means all the sharp money is going on the Eagles. Well, I looked at that game and I thought the Giants should have been a field goal favorite at home and they were getting a field goal. And in real life, they were getting almost six. And I told Mark, I was like, this is this is a spot where we're going to make a point on the on the field. And we bet the Giants and sure enough, the Giants won. And when you're able to take a spot where the entire field in a contest has one side and you're able to go the other side, like not only do they lose a game and an opportunity to make up a point, but you gain that point. And it's really good. Like when we were down like three or four points at that point in Circa and just making up like that full point on your field on the field really makes a big difference. Yeah, huge. Um, let me ask this. Um, so twice in the last three years, I've been close to the money right around week eight or nine. 
and November creeps up, and you've got your family talking about Thanksgiving, what are we going to do, and then you've got the holidays and birthday presents, Christmas presents, and I know I'm sounding like I'm blaming outside shit, but twice <laughs> in the last three years, I mean, David, I have cratered in the middle of the month of November, and I'm, I looked at it again, and I just, the market starts to move from where it was early in the season, right? They've adjusted. I'm not adjusting well. How do you handle adjusting as you see teams being, uh, you know, overvalued in the market? How do you make those adjustments? Yeah, you know, that's a very good point. And, and the NFL season, you really have to have to be willing to, you know, be fluid in your opinion. And so one thing that, that I did this year that I've never done in the past was I'm a, I'm a very stubborn person by nature. I mean, I think most of us are, I mean, when you say an opinion, especially, you know, I'm, I'm pretty outwardly with my opinions, you know, I, I post on Twitter and, and, you know, I, I have a big network of people that I just talk to. And, and when you say like, this guy's terrible or this coach is terrible or this guy is the goat or whatever, it's very hard for you to backtrack Mm. on it later. And you know, these are, these are human beings and, you know, they're constantly working to improve and some of them do, and some of them don't. And, you know, it could be just a simple thing than a flaw mechanic or, you know, uh, you know, getting back your left tackle or, um, you know, uh, a secondary piece in the, in the, a, a better safety comes in, which, you know, gives the, you know, lends assistance to the cornerback. Teams change, and and when we get too trapped in our own narrative, then it becomes, you know, it becomes a problem. That's and a so I think that's that's a very, you know, important thing I would say for listeners yeah. and you to do is is just be willing to be fluid and be willing to change your opinions. Um, also, you know, trust you know, understanding that there are outlier games, but also trusting your eyes. I mean, I've, I heard so many people say, well, you know, the line moved three points off of the look ahead or four points off the look ahead. And, and this is the same team it was two weeks ago. And a lot of times it's not the same team, right. you know, trust yourself and know that these teams have three and four different um, reincarnations of themselves. Sometimes. I mean, you can see like with the, you know, on the Ravens, I think we were, we were like four and picking them and four and picking mm-hmm. against them. Like understanding that these teams, that these teams go through flows and, and, and uh, you know, so I think that's the main thing. And also the market does adjust. So um, if you had an early take on something um, and you were proven to be right, most of the time the market is going to compensate and go to your direction. The market is not that is not as stubborn as we are as individuals. So you know, just because you had an early take uh, doesn't mean that you need to stick by it because the market is caught up to your take. All right, let's spin forward to divisional weekend. Uh, first of all, have you made any plays on any of the games? Uh, I have not yet. Um, okay. Uh, any early a, leans? Yeah, I, on the AFC side, I have a couple leans. I, I'm I'm definitely um, leaning towards Buffalo. I know Baltimore oh, is. No. I know Baltimore is a sexy <laughs> Mo- pick right now. Hold on, Monday I came on here and said, "Listen, I bet." Fairly significantly, Baltimore getting three. It was a little juiced. And then it came down to two and a half and then two. And I'm like, all right, I'm feeling good. Now here it is you're, uh, I mean, later in the week. On, you're on the right side market-wise. I mean, I, I know that, I know that um, you know, Baltimore's the darling. And, and, and we actually rode Baltimore the last three, four weeks of the contest. I bet mm-hmm. him last week against Tennessee. I just see, think that this Buffalo team is just, 
another level. And, you know, when you're Baltimore and you're playing, you know, a one-dimensional team or a team with a media of of the bad defense, I think you can just run through them. But they're going to have to score a lot of points to keep up with Baltimore. I mean, to keep up with Buffalo. I know Baltimore defense is is decent, but they're not killers. Um, This isn't, this isn't the Rams defense. Um, this isn't the Baltimore defense that we've grown accustomed to. They're good. Um, but I mean, Allen and Diggs, they're on another, they're on another level right now. So uh, I'll lay out my Baltimore thing. Um, it, it, when you watch the Colts move up and down the field against the bills, uh, every Colts drive got to Buffalo territory. I think they had more yards, more first downs, everything. And how did they do it? A lot of running. I mean, Hines and Taylor, I think they combined for like a buck sixty. Uh, Rivers used the tight ends. What does Baltimore do? They run the ball. They use Mark Andrews, the tight end. Like, I just wonder if that same blueprint will work and keep the ball away from Buffalo. And I actually believe the Ravens' defense, the secondary is better than uh, the Colts. Um, I think Humphrey Smith. I-, I think there's an advantage here for the Ravens. Am I wrong? Well, yeah. I mean. Uh... All year, Buffalo's been run on. I mean, if you can remember even back, like, I think it was week four when Buffalo played Kansas City or week five or something. I mean, Kansas City, who throws the ball all the time. I mean, they just ran it down their throat. That was the yeah. one game where where Hilaire had a, had a great game. And, and definitely Buffalo is susceptible to the run. I just feel like this Buffalo offense is is – I don't know. I mean, I, I'm 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 bought in on I'm bought in on this Buffalo team um, at home. I feel like last week was a little nerve wracking. I mean, Allen yeah. and McDermott had to kind of shake off the the playoff cobwebs. Um, and the Titans. I mean, and the the Ravens too. I mean, both teams had a lot of question marks about last year's playoff mm-hmm. um, debacle. So I guess both teams did that, but. I don't know. I'm uh, anything. I'm, I'm feeling any, Buffalo. So okay, yeah, you're you're probably right because I think it, by the by Friday the world will be on Baltimore, and I'll look yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> All right, anything in the NFC? Quick before we uh, wrap up, it sounds like John Wolford, from what I saw, is going to be the starter this week. Um, I don't know if that's gamesmanship from McVay, but do you see a big difference between Wolford and Goff? Because it didn't look like the market changed significantly. No, I think the market kind of hates golf. Um, I honestly, <laughs> I, I mean, I've I've been in golf camp for a while. Um, I I actually oh. predicted the uh, Rams to get to the Super Bowl the year that they did go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I'm one of those things about not being so stubborn. I mean, I've I've lightened my stance on golf and understand he's pretty limited at this point. Um, Acres is really kind of driving that offense and the Packers aren't very good versus the rush. Um, I also think that, that the Rams kind of benefit from having multiple receivers. I mean, I think the Packers really with Jair Alexander, you know, they're really going to excel when a team has one big playmaker and, Mm -hmm. and you know, they, the Rams kind of have multiple playmakers. So I could see, I could see them uh, keeping this game close. Obviously, you know, Jalen Ramsey is, is such a beast at this point, uh, you know, nobody stops Devante, but you know, if they can limit Devante to, you know, seven and 90 with a touchdown, like that's probably about as good as anybody can do. And I don't think they see anybody doing, you know, much more than that, or even that against, uh, you know, Ramsey at this point. So um, I would kind of lean towards the Rams. I think it's going to kind of be a, a low to mid scoring game. So I could see, get, you know, getting a touchdown there. 
I'll wrap up on this one, David. Uh, I had read a quote where you said during the contest this year in NFL gambling, home field advantage was basically nullified. Okay. Um, how do you, can you apply that to the Packers at home this week? I don't believe there's any fans there. And then the Chiefs at home off the bye, uh, I think there will be some fans there. Uh, you know, I did say that, and and I did believe that for a majority of the playoffs. I mean, for a majority of the regular season, I think the playoffs are a little different. Mm. Um, I think you know, it, not not entirely, but um, I think that there is a little bit of advantage. I mean, the Rams are, you know, I mean, Green Bay, it's freaking cold. Buffalo, it's cold. I mean, Kansas City, there there are fans in the in the stands. Um, I mean, I'm not willing to go back to the two and a half or three points, but, uh, you know, I think a point or so is, is point, point and a half is, is good. Um, you know, in these instances and also, I mean, the better teams are at home right now. So, yeah, I mean, you got uh, that going one other it. thing just popped up, David, sorry, I got to ask it. So you just touched on three teams at home and it, I remembered that the Browns are going back to back road games. Um, the Baltimore Ravens now will have back-to-back-to-back given they had to go on the road in Week 17. And the Rams now, back-to-back road games. Do, do you factor that at all into your handicapping at all? And uh, I, I know traveling is a little different now than it was 25, 30 years ago, but does that matter at all? I mean, not a ton, but I mean, I would say that um, one thing that I that I thought that the road teams had an advantage um, – this year was because of COVID you can't do anything on the road. Mm -hmm. So these teams, you know, they get their tests, they get on the plane, they go to the hotel. There's no risk of, you know, going out to the clubs, going out to, you know, eating too much at a fancy dinner the night before. I mean, you're all sequestered um, in your hotel, you know, you got nothing to do, but, you know, look at game plan and, and, you know, play PlayStation or whatever they do, (laughs) you know, on, on the road. Um, Whereas the home, the home teams are, you know, they're trying to quarantine, you know, the wife's sister wants to come over, you know, you got the, you know, you got the, you got the mother living with you, you know, you got your kids that have just been in school, you know, you're constantly trying to avoid all these pitfalls and, and on the road, I think you can kind of galvanize a little bit. Um, you know, I'm not sure how much that plays in a factor in the playoffs, but I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of the road teams uh, had more success this, this year in years past. But um, obviously, you know, when you're traveling multiple weeks in a row um, and also we've seen it historically that this is the week where the home teams have, have thrived, uh, you know, coming off by weeks, not only are, you know, the, the chiefs and Packers been better throughout the year. Um, you know, they've had an extra week off, you know, in Kansas city's case, two weeks off. Um, you know, that being said, I do think Cleveland matches up decently with uh, Kansas City, and I think it's a lot of points. Uh, I'm probably leaning the dog there too, but mm. um, you know, it's yeah. this, this is this is the best weekend of football. I mean, these four games right here, every game has such intrigue, and um, I mean, we didn't even mention you know Brady versus Breeze, which yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's like I, I mean, amazing. You, know, you look game. at the market, David. None of these lines are probably going to move at all this week, right? I mean, maybe a half point here, there. I think you can make legitimate cases for for both sides in in each game. So I don't really – I think the lines were held – were hung pretty fairly. Um, I do think that Baltimore is going to be like the cheeky choice. Um, 
which makes sense. I mean, they've looked really, really good of late. Uh, I mean, this was a preseason team that was, yeah. back, you know, the, the preseason favorite. Um, I think there's still a little bit of the show me what you got from Buffalo, you know, from the last 20 years. Um, I'm trying to look at just this team in its current form. And I just really like this, this Buffalo team. Um, and I think, you know, with uh, Tredavious White, you know, being able to lock down, you know, Hollywood a little bit, um, you can, the safeties can cheat a little on the run. Obviously, Lamar is a huge X factor, but, you know, they've been going against Josh Allen in practice. I mean, if there's anybody who's, you know, seen these read options and these scrambles out of the pocket, you know, and how to contain them, you know, it's got to be the Bills Um, and vice versa, too. I mean, the, the Ravens, you know, probably know how to contain Josh Allen a little bit more as well. But. All right, uh, David. Ba- I just looked up your Twitter. It's A U D, A U David B. So I'm assuming that's Auburn David. Auburn University David B. Yes. Yep. David B. All right, you guys should give him a follow. I just clicked on that profile. Jeez, man, you you got some good accolades eh, there, there, David. Congratulations Thank you. Thank you. Uh, on all your success, and uh, you know. I'm sure you'll be having everybody tail your picks next year because that's what happens to the winners. But uh, good luck (laughs) this weekend and in life and your move to Vegas, man. Congrats. Thank you. And thank you for the time that you've given me today and also for, you know, promoting sports and gambling and things like that. And anytime I can do anything for you or you want me back, just let me know. Uh, I'm always available. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seats. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tag Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland. A man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. An ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian trained, high ranking officer in the Secret Service. An assassin comes to town, a six part podcast. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 